Hello and welcome to Anipods, where the newest and coolest vloggers in the vlogosphere. It's your boys, Matt Paul, Glenn Paul, and yours truly, Callum Paul. Please, here to no, talk about the stop. coolest anime directed to Japan. Right, that, is, that is actually the best intro you've ever come up with, actually. I hate I you guys. Is. I hate this. That was I super hate good. you topical. so much. That was super good. It's topical. <sighs> Nobody's going to watch if we don't say that we're the new Pauls in town. Everyone's mm. abandoned Logan Paul. Join, to... join, 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 join the cowling, the cow gang. Fuck. The cow gang. <laughs> the st- we, could, we should rename ourselves to the Addy Pauls. C- Callum, Callum, all your female fans can be called cowgirls. <laughs> and speaking of female fans, if you look in the description, you can click our merch link real quick and buy a Maverick t-shirt. And also, check us out on iTunes because we finally did that. And with the amount of you motherfuckers who have complained the entire amount of time we have done these podcasts inconsistently you better go on there and give us a fat rating do it for do it for the pauls do it for the cow gang you know i actually um i was talking to russ and he messaged me saying oh congratulations on uh, getting the podcast onto i onto um itunes you didn't, you like, didn't even do anything <laughs> I, I didn't know it was on itunes i mean i didn't, I didn't really do anything either but you it know. was mostly our friend on the anime abroad podcast we are wow we're just don't talk about the competition so dude <laughs> Yeah, because I realized for some reason Anipods on their site. Yeah, that's uh, that's the only way to get Jared, because we needed the RSS feed. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> Regardless, we're on iTunes now, and now we're going to talk about Winter 2018 anime. Wait, this is assuming that we've watched every single series this season. Callum, it's okay. We're compensating for the fact you don't actually watch anime. It's okay. It's only an anime podcast. We don't need to watch anime. It's okay. Thank you. So, Callum, of the one show you watched? I've watched three shows, actually. Dude, we literally had a conversation beforehand where you said two. How this? Oh, Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. It counts. I guess I can start with that. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. I guess um, that's the show we've all watched. Has Glenn, have have you seen it yet, Glenn? The first episode? I could have seen it at Anime Expo, but I didn't because I forget why. I was was having too much fun to go watch anime. (laughs) Haha. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I watched it raw just like several hours ago, and I'm pretty sure it's already subbed. So I'm good. I got it. It's easy. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I really, really liked it a lot more than I thought I would because everyone was... So there was a load of hype for this throughout the entirety of last year, but so little people actually saying what it's about. Yeah. I, I actually read the book. Like, oh, yeah, and it was really funny seeing what people thought it was about because people, because it, it's very, it doesn't, the PVs really did not explain what it is because it's, it's, oh, god, no, it, my, fa- my favorite thing about it is people watching it today and being like, her, her name is Violet Evergarden, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that surprised me upon my first viewing. I was like, what the fuck, no, because like, I was surprised because it was, um, because originally she's introduced as Violet. And then, and so for the first half of the episode, you're like Violet. Ah, oh, I guess I guess it's gonna be about like she's gonna go to a, like an, a garden or something, and that'll be the Evergarden. <laughs> Your titles tend to not and... be that direct. It really, it, it definitely takes name dropping the series title to a whole nother level, I guess. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> then there was that point where she's uh, she's adopted. It's like, oh, this is the 
Evergarden in resonance. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> really? The series is just her fucking name? It's not... In some countries, they've localised it as just Violet as well. <laughs> so it seems like the second part isn't even relevant. I... Why? why? Why get rid of the Evergarden? I don't understand. What? I don't, because it's just a name. You can call her by a first name. You could call her by both names. It's got no meaning apart Why from that. Why not just localize just, it as Evergarden then? Name. Like, what's the point of getting rid of one if you're not? It... I don't. I don't know. It's. I can't remember which country it was that um, got it localized to just Violet. But I mean, that's, it works. That's, it doesn't have any extended I, I, it works. meaning. That's, that's, that. that's silly. That's silly. I mean, like Beatless is. Um, this season and that's got like oh they're robots so they don't have a heartbeat but then it's a it's about like them learning to love and emotions and shit um <sighs> man so, that, so lo- that, me- that show meaning to that, i don't but... think i want to want i like beatless i look at it and i'm like eh, eh. it's directed by uh, the guy who did ungo the original fma seiji mizushima yeah and it's like yeah and it, it mm-hmm. looks like guilty crown but not guilty crown because it looks terrible. Yeah, Guilty Crown's actually good, though. Clap the two people in the world in the podcast right here who will defend Guilty Crown. Oh my shoe, man. Guilty Crown in Singapore. And that, and I, I swear, that I bet that's why they decided to promote Beatless in Singapore specifically. Because they knew it had that sort of connection. They didn't really promote it in Singapore, though. They just gave us a premiere of the PV. I it was one like. of the featured anime. And it they had CG Mizushima but... talking about it. Were you there for the panel? Yeah, but he barely talked about it, or he just really said nothing about it for that entire panel. <laughs> he just hit it. He just hit in his hands, and he was like, "I can't believe I am the one directing this." Because it really doesn't. <laughs> no, look, actually, it really looks at AFA Singapore. That actually did bother me because they brought Haruka Fujita up. Um, Haruka Fujita is this up and coming director in at Kiyoani. She was originally like a key animator, but she's. She's, I'm she's saying series that. director I, I'm on Violet sure. Evergarden. They're con- Kyoani is continuing the thing where they have like two directors. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. But Fujita, I think, is going to be the next big name. Oh no! Kyoani. Yeah, she's super. And good. all she, they only gave her, I think, two, three lines to say anything, and most of it was just that one presenter saying that, "Oh wow, Kyoani, like the staff, all of them are just like beautiful women. Like I hope they come <laughs> back on stage." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you? What the? Because. He kept on hitting so... on her too. I, oh, I swear. Man. It was such a bizarre thing. Just what? And they're like, oh, thank you. But it's just clearly awkward up there. It's like, oh, I'm meant to be a director. I'm meant, I'm meant to be making anime and I'm here having being hit on by some weird presenter. Yeah, it's like that sort of stuff can like keep them from going to other events. It's like, eh, come on, please don't openly yeah. sexually harass people on top of the stage, maybe? I don't know. They, they had so many people on stage, and for some reason they decided we should give them all equal time speaking. Mm-hmm. Even though one of them was a cosplayer oh. who decided to turn up as Violet, and... So the the amount of time that Fujita had to talk about the anime's production and what they were doing with it was the same amount of time that this cosplayer had to talk about their costume. Which is great, but it's like, why couldn't they be in a cosplay panel or something? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and they had other people on there too. Akiko Takase, the character designer, was also on Dude, there. Yeah, and... yeah. Dude, he is... I love, I love him. I love him very much. Who? He, uh, Takase. Yeah. Takase is a oh, she. Her. Wait, you just said he though. 
No, that's I, why I got confused because I thought I never, it was. A I never used. I never used. You a said he, dude. I got it recorded. I promise, because I because I knew she was a she, and then you said he, and I was like, I guess Wait, I'm wrong. Did I say he? Cal? You I, definitely said he. I didn't. I. I didn't hear he. I'm more, dude. I'm confident no in myself, but I'm not confident when my own friends fucking say the opposite of what I think, and I don't want him to get bullied. All right. Anyway, let's assume that nothing was said, and we can continue Takase, this podcast. Takase has like being friends. very obscenely detailed like designs. Like the amount of lines in her oh, designs yeah. are ridiculous, and I think that's the main reason I'd consider Violet Evergarden to be probably the most technically accomplished KyoAni TV anime. I don't know if it's going to be like Koei or the upcoming UFO movie, but there's just ridiculous oh. sequences with too much detail, and it bothers me because I know somebody had to animate that! I'm not sure if it got published anywhere, but um, a friend of mine uh, brought, like, just sent me a load of notes from a panel on Violet Evergarden at uh, KyoAni Festa, and they were saying that they made those designs so complex, uh, kind of as a way of standing out. I mean, they complained about it. They said, we made this way more difficult for ourselves, but we think that the show will really stand out with really complex designs. And also a lot of the emotions are going to be really subtle. So you need that detail to be able to show it. Because they're, they're not going to be... Uh, Violet is not going to exaggerate. She's, she's no, just been back from war. That's the thing. Like, actually talking about the series outside of its production, Violet Evergarden is... The book itself isn't exactly about Violet herself, despite the name of the book. It's about her, obviously, but it's mostly about, like, the letters she delivers and about those people. It's more important oh. about those people. It's about... But the thing is, I cannot remember, I cannot recall the interview, uh, but it was with the director, and he said... Uh, that's what did he say exactly he said he wants to turn violet evergarden more into like a continuous thing so it's more the series the anime is adapting it to be more about violet and her changes over time with these multiple people i mean that makes sense but that's that but that's good because like the problem with yeah. the problem with the book is violet is a blank slate i don't think it really negates it never negated the books like overly rich, ripe, emotional like backdrops to every single character it introduced. But Violet herself was always just the messenger, the person there. She never really did much outside of oh. events. She never had the emotion to really to really assist in those in those emotional narrative bindings. Like the emotion is found on a more abstracted level in the book. Well, I think the anime is going to be more direct with it, which I don't know if I'll like that or not, because I liked the book a lot, but I would never recommend the book to anybody. If would you not? I think the rhetoric is actually really well done in that novel. And that, one thing about the novel that's really interesting was from the very beginning, it tells you that these people like Violet are robots. In the show, they don't openly ever refer to her being a robot. I... They don't really. They don't use the term robot or artificial at all they use for a Violet doll. ever. Ningyo. Ningyo. Uh, they yeah. they do use doll, but Which doll can is also often used to refer to someone's robots. personality too. Yeah. 
Um, I guess, yeah. Because you you could have just assumed that she's like Rei Ayanami, in which she doesn't show much emotion. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of characters like that who aren't artificially made. Yeah, what um what I'm taking from it is that she just has been in a war her entire life and is like now just closed off to social situations and just doesn't totally get but it. But obviously, yeah. Obviously, that affected her, but I feel like mm. it's implied that even if that wasn't the case, she probably never would have gotten to no emotion until this point in her life. Not like that matters, actually, really. But I feel like the like beyond like a generalized insistence on a cliche of living life to the fullest and finding yourself, I probably will really like Violet Evergarden. Like, leading up to it, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did like that first episode because I didn't... I didn't believe it would get past that cliche, but since Fujita is actually there to imbue more of a visual... more of a visual elegance to the directing, because to be honest, Matt and I talked about this quite a bit leading up, just from, like, PVs, and I know Matt had seen it before I did... Uh, the director, Ishidate. Ishidate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think this. I don't think the storyboards were very strong from Ishidate. To be honest. No, his frame. His framing is actually very um, bland in terms yeah. of a lot of it is just medium shots, pretty if, much. Yeah, it you does feel pretty conservative. Which is um, interesting because the setting plays a pretty important part because it's a post-war sort of European inspired place yet you don't really get to see a lot of it in the backdrop because the medium shots always have people taking up most of the frame. Um kind of I still felt like um especially uh they took the tram in one part I I think those those sort of moments were great for kind of exploring what this town is where the inspirations are. Yeah, and that's like, like, um, like that's where no, ta- yeah. that's where Takase comes in again where she has, like, there is such the a, there is scene, such elaborate, ridiculous, outrageous sequences with complex camera work that, like, the drawings can really make you forget about the boring framing. Like, I, I don't, I like Ishidate. I just, he's just the weakest. He's the weakest of the strongest at KyoAni. <laughs> it's really rough. I, I, at any other studio, he'd be held as like the top uh, director. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> at some at some studios, he'd be held as the top director. Like Ishidate has done good work occasionally, but Violet Evergarden just feels so eh, so bland and safe. But but like but like I said, Takase, Akiko Takase. Akiko Takase. It's just a shame that like one of her, like one of the key shots of the episode looked so awkward. The um scene with the letter flying. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a real shame for me because that could have been so. That could have been the mind blowing shots of the episode. I think that, I think it, it might have went on for a bit too long. Yeah, and it went on long enough for people to realize that doesn't look quite right. Yeah, there is a the balance of it is a bit off and uh they use CG elements to sort of create a 3D space, but I feel like the weight of it is a bit light, so that's why it feels off. It's a bit light and it 
it's too obvious. I, I'm. This sounds weird, but it's too obviously two D. It's mm. too obviously a flat plane on top of a three D background. It's like the compositing, and it wasn't quite there for. Yeah, and to make this is a. Instance. This is something that's very technical, but uh, I think one of the mistakes that they made was on the scene where they pan around the ship. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confetti and ribbons, just ribbons flying all over. And then there's tons of people in the crowd and the camera just keeps on moving. Uh, the thing about pixel technology a lot of the time is that... Okay. Go on. How pixels work <laughs> is a pixel tells another pixel that, oh, this color is going to be this color in a few seconds and whatnot. And that's like where we get like 1080p and all that and like 4K. Um, fun, the, but the one thing is that most television screens, most computer screens, just most any digital screens can't capture very, very dense images, like images with lots of snow, images with lots of rain, images with lots of gradient, which is why sometimes when you watch anime where it, there's shots of rain or snow or confetti, it feels a bit pixelated and you wonder why, because you're watching it at, in at least 720. And that's because the only way you can compress the files for it to be watched on television or digitally on the internet is to compress it. And by compressing it, the pixels have to cheat in a way, telling that, saying that, okay, this color is going to be this color, but since y- that would just cr- make the file way too fucking big and we can't compress it to that level, um, we have to essentially just sort of shade it a bit. So it's this weird illusion that normally works pretty well on images that are simple, but when it becomes too dense, when there's too many layers of stuff going on, it kind of just all falls apart. You know, Matt? Mm. You're a smart guy. <laughs> no, I should have. That should have been like a f- five second explanation. It took I, so fucking I, long. I like. I had a vague idea of that, and I understood perfectly. You're very good at conveying. I'm proud of you. But honestly, I'm, I feel like there's not much to say from just one episode. Actually, didn't you guys watch two episodes at Singapore? No, no, only one. Uh, two episodes were shown at QNE Festa. Oh, okay. They only brought one episode to AFA. Yeah. I guess my be all end all of it of like expecting more is well, Takemoto, I'm pretty confident we'll have an episode at some point, but just like even outside of Ishidate probably storyboarding quite a few of the episodes, every bit of conflicted feelings on the framing, every beat, every animated cuts, just even the music, which is done by an American from like Pennsylvania, like he combined, yeah. he can com- like it's super good. I really like it. Uh, he combined like typewriter noises and like the sounds of like brush strokes. It's very good. It's very good. Which uh, I guess that I guess uh, that's showing that like the main the best composer that they're starting to move outside of Japan and getting a lot more. Oh, they've always they've always had um, uh, musicians from outside of Japan. Um... Two years ago, uh, there was um, one for Asterisk War. Oh, Rasmus Fabir. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, there's been a, there's been a lot over time. Uh, musicians are particularly a job that um, they feel comfortable outsourcing. I knew of a to, few like, others, but like outside of Japan, I didn't recall but... two being so close to one another. Made in the best while ever grown, and also just two yeah, completely new definitely... people. Um. I mean, Kevin Pinkin had done anime before. This is yeah, he did Nor uh, Nine. Oh, oh my god! He did Nor Nine. He did Under the Dog. And I forgot that existed. Ikahara helped on the opening, yeah. if I recall. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, that show's not worth watching. <laughs> Just forget that but we said But the soundtrack is actually pretty good. But it's got an amazing soundtrack. Yeah? I yeah. used that soundtrack throughout my Maiden Abyss video because uh, it hadn't been released. Yeah, I feel like the one thing Callum and I always agree on is that Kevin Pinkin's a pretty good composer. Okay, okay. Yeah. Especially with music, because Kevin... Uh, Callum and I have very different opinions when it comes to music. He likes yeah. Hayashi for yeah. some reason. I very much like Yuki Hayashi. I um I sent him a uh, video as part of like a birthday message, um, and he sent a response to all of the people that sent the video message. <laughs> I saw like, that. It's... Your face on there, hello, everyone. <laughs> there was like a kid from Indonesia and like someone from India and like someone from maybe Africa or South America, and then there's just you, like the whitest kid on the screen. <laughs> but it was, it was really nice. He sent the response on Instagram, and then he like privately sent all of us like this video of him like thanking us all and then showing his dog. And... <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, he said, like, don't don't show this to anyone else. Don't release it publicly. Don't show it on social media because he's too embarrassed by, like, the video. Right. Um, so, but... for all we know, you could be lying to us, huh? For, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, we could we could have just uh, all agreed. Like, let's just tell everyone we got a private response from him. I believe it. Back on what I was saying for, I, I mean, I distracted myself and got you guys distracted. There's a very much an operatic rhythm with Eshidate, but the director isn't the be-all, end-all. Fujita's there, Takase's there, and a bunch of ex expressful, undeniable talents at Kyoto Animation doing the cuts. So, like, even though Eshidate's the director, Kyoeni has way too many talented people for any project of theirs to ever really be disappointing genuinely unless it's phantom world fuck you chinevio chinevio yeah dude what oh Hello? take on me that's out no who's gonna watch that i don't i don't know anyone who's gonna watch that <laughs> i didn't like chinevio i don't like chinevio season two but chinevio season two is funnier than most it's funnier than pop team epic that's for sure <laughs> okay we're gonna transfer into that I mean, unless you have anything then... else you want to say about violet evergarden no no i um i mean i love the series but yeah, from what I've heard about the Lightning Line, I'm apprehensive about um, where it's going to go next. But then I'm excited about seeing different stories as part of this world. So yep, yeah, we'll see. There's some good. There's some good shiz, Even and like like I said, they're doing the adaptation adaptation different, and I think it'll be better for it, etc. Pop Team yeah, Epic I mean, sucks. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Pop Team <laughs> Epic is. I mean, I so I basically I watched the start of it and I was like, yeah, I quite like this. And <sighs> I mean... about a quarter of the way through, I, I I started to like have that moment of self reflection. It's like, why was I laughing there? Oh no, it's just just because they showed that, and I really it was just because they showed that bit from Skyrim. Yeah. I assume, isn't it just watching a Shooting Stars video that's 20 minutes long? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, that's a really basically good it's. It's inc a lot of them are really old memes. I remember when people used to make Skyrim memes about that shot, uh, that shot at the start. Yeah, and everyone recognizes it now, like seven yeah, years later. Yeah, people still recognize it, and yeah, and that that was it. That was just the recognition of things. And I think that's that's the only part that I like find funny about Pop Team Epic: the fact that there's like, oh, that's a that's a meme. That's a it's a, thing that it's a huge meme show, 
And guess what? I'm going to watch all of it. Well, actually, I mean, I will. I'll watch half of it. If, if There's no way every episode is going to be like the first one, I'd hope. I, I, I wonder... I mean, the fact that they did that joke, because the joke is like a reference to the manga yeah. where they joked about yeah. who they'd get to voice act them. And it was two famous so. voice actors. I think both of them were from Touch, a very, very old anime. Like, uh-huh. like two like very famous voice actors that like way before Pop TV ever had a chance at an anime before it had any sort of popularity. They made that joke, I believe. And it's like, I'm going to keep watching it because I want to see what it does. But like... It's the same way when I'm browsing Twitter. I see a meme and I breathe out my nose and then I keep scrolling. It's like that. <laughs> like, mm. I, like it's not really. I, I, I feel like it's funnier in manga form, but you know. I found myself skipping through parts of the episode. There was parts that I just found so unfunny that I was like, "Can we just get to the yeah. next skit?" Because that's that's kind of what I do with um. That's kind of. Because uh, I love watching um, sketch shows mm-hmm. because you know for a fact that if you're if there's a sketch and it's a bit dull, drags on a bit, like not very funny, then you know for a fact that the next one has has a much better chance of being better. Like you, because yeah. you're you're going through all of these things and the, the chances of all of them being boring is quite slim. Yeah. I was trying to pinpoint exactly when, like, this this internet culture, like, sort of joke, meme thing, like, took over comedy in a way, and I fucking, I realized it. Do you know that skit from SNL, Saturday Night Live? Like, uh, the one, <laughs> ooh, what you say? That, oh, that's the oh. best skit. That's yes, the best that, that's an skit. amazing skit, and I feel like that is the skit that has led to this sort of comedy taking over. Really? I thought it was Bat McBrien or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is, dude. I'm just Bat- don't... you don't know Bat McBrien? That was from that was from high school. Era. Oh, oh, that me. Oh, you mean like just the oh, picture? you mean OG yeah. memes? Yeah, when it, oh, that, when it was dude, just pictures dude, with memes words. Memes are over completely them. different from that. Like those. I are know, memes, but that but was like... the beginning. Those were prehistoric memes. The idea those are that, like, like those are like memes v fucking one. I can't believe I forgot. Like I feel like five years ago I would have been like, oh yeah, but like, but now I just completely like it's blanked from my memory. Yeah. Oh, those were terrible. Because memes like become popular for. A quarter of a year and then they die out. Look at that boy. That boy lasted for one or two months. Dude, I, and I'm I, I so some, happy it's I gone. Some, I had some fun with that boy. What I loved that boy. <laughs> that boy was a that good boy one. was that boy was one of my least boy. favorite memes. And <laughs> can we stop talking about memes right now? Can we talk about yeah. what well, my favorite show of the season so far? Sola Yoli Motoi Basho. Please tell me the English title. Or a place further from the universe. Thank you. The show about Antarctica, in a way. The show that has penguins that you haven't watched. I mean, penguins haven't appeared yet. Yeah, that's why. For, I mean, to be fair, I mean they're in the OP. Like I, I've I, watched for some... both the OP and the ED, which both feature penguins. All right, so. cool. Uh, Atsuko Ishi- Ishizuka is my wife. I. <laughs> well, then you. Should... <laughs> yeah. She... I mean, no game, no life. It... Haniyamata. Are you gonna say the other one? Sakura so. I mean... Oh, there, there's another one that everyone forgets about. Prince of Stride? Prince of Stride, yeah. Well, I, oh, I, I don't forget Prince... I don't forget Prince of Stride, but I just know I'm the only one who watched it, so why bring it up? I watched episode one, <laughs> cool, and dude. I was like... <laughs> no, no, but I think I think Prince of Stride has some relevance to episode two of... Um, 
a place rather than universe. Have you seen it, Callum? Six... I've seen a clip from it. Oh, are you talking about the counts. running sequence? The running sequence. Dude, that running sequence is way different. Th that's way different than Princess Stride. The running sequence is beautiful. I'm not. I don't. I'm not talking about. I don't. I haven't seen Princess Stride, but the running sequence around Shinjuku is gorgeous. It is the best running sequence ever. Fun fact. In anime. Yeah. Fun fact. Ishizuka didn't know running was a thing until she directed Princess Stride. Exactly. <laughs> yep. There you go. Exactly. Nobody ever fucking. No. Nobody ever ran in anime. They just, they just walked. But she invented running. Yeah. I mean, the like the feeling of speed just from the visuals alone was amazing. That shot where they pan uh, over her walking yeah, over the overway on, in the neighborhood. She's walking on an overpass and just the lights are everywhere. It's it's so visceral. And honestly, despite the fact that the scene isn't meant to be drilling in the sense that it is for like a horror driller, it's still exhilarating. <sighs> yeah. And I love that show. That show really just... As someone who loves to travel a lot, um, that show just speaks to me personally. Mm. And one of the great things that it captures about traveling is the fear of both traveling to somewhere unknown and also the fear of not doing it and regretting it later. And you always fall into this yeah. place that's in between a hard place and a rock. And I feel like the show captures that emotion perfectly because sometimes there are challenges that go into it. Like me, I'm going to Iceland next month and I'm planning on climbing a snow mountain and I'm going to fucking regret it. I know it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why are you going to Iceland? I, I don't know why he's going to Iceland. Because Antarctica is too hard to get to, so I have to go <laughs> up north. Oh you have to go the furthest place from Antarctica. <laughs> so uh, any pod in a month will be cancelled when Matt falls off of a mountain. So when I die, yeah, when Matt dies, we can find a replacement. <laughs> we can find someone. Don't worry, Matt. If you want to slip off a mountain and die, uh, we'll fill your spot. There's so many ways I can die in Iceland. Actually, <laughs> why are you going to Iceland? Dude? I don't understand. Because it, because it's adventurous. Come to Columbus, be adventurous. It's probably not even going to be snowing. Like it's no, it will be. Just be. It, it will be cold winter and... in Iceland. But anyways, back to the show. Um, yeah, it's. Very visceral. So far, it's been very consistent. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It's my animation. favorite show of the season for sure. So far, anyway, yeah. it's uh, it's very assured. Like it's 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 kind of pure commentary in a way, and then it goes far beyond the observation of how we as people always get cut up in our kind of own cynical greed to be on top of society to do something that is recognized, something that we want people to recognize. But instead, it's kind of about taking down that idea and doing what you want, doing something you shouldn't do. And that moralizes the... It, but to wit, everyone, like, it, it, it does... It, so far, it moralizes its characters just enough. And I think that's literally the point, is that these characters are people, and we have to look at them as people... So, but, but, okay, okay, I'm taking, I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm very tired. I, I was more awake when we were going to record at 8 a.m. and then Callum bailed, but now it's midnight. Um, it marries the text and structure of society against the, uh, fucking, <laughs> against the cynicism to society. I don't know. Do you want to say, are you, you, are you okay? Do you say this? I don't in, know what like, I'm saying. Normal anymore. language? Because you, you just, 
I just heard a jumbling of words. Okay, the the show the show the show's got good characters. It's got penguins. There's a lot of snow. It's great. Dude, okay, I, I I had it at first. You guys you guys understood what I meant at first, right? And then I just completely lost it. All right. I kind of blanked out partway there. You were trying too hard because to, I don't know any other way to phrase it. There's not a simple Glenn, way to Glenn, phrase it. Glenn, I'll give you something. All right, vignettes. There you go. <sighs> Thank you. I feel I feel relieved when I hear that word. <laughs> That's a word I know I can say and not sound like a fucking retard. You sure? It's yeah. Well, you guys have made me a bit a bit cynical of the word, but <laughs> <laughs> Ichizuka is definitely like one of the last top people at Madhouse after like its collapse of anybody talented. The only person I really yeah. care about that's still there besides maybe a few animators. It's, it's like three directors that now consistently work with Madhouse and one of them I feel isn't going to stick around that long. Which one? Um, the Noriyuki Ito. He did Overlord. He's doing Overlord this season, season two. And he did a film at Madhouse. But those are the... And he's done like a couple episode direction. But I feel like he's just... He's not an employee at Madhouse. He just seems to be stationed there for now. Mm -hmm. Whilst the other two directors, Mori Osaka doing um, Katakata Sakura and Ishizuka are kind of mainstays. It feels like they're not going anywhere. I mean, yeah. I guess that kind of brings it to like Cardcaptor Sakura. I know neither of you have watched the new series. I don't even know if either of you watched, watched the, the original. I haven't watched the original. Well, that's that's a mistake. The original is wonderful. It, it never aired on the channels that I watched back as a kid. I watched. It I didn't. I I don't know what I watched when I was a kid. Thomas the Tank Engine, I think. I watched. I watched Pokemon. <laughs> I watched Camp Laszlo. I, I don't mean, recommend doing that. I watched Camp Laszlo. <laughs> I watched Camp that's, Laszlo. That's, that's an anime, anime that needs to be <laughs> like uh. It reunited parts of like the original staff, and that's good. That's good. It got back. Uh, what's his name? I don't really care. Asuka. He uh he directed the original and all that, but like, I feel like so much of the staff has left that worked on the original that, cart like clear card hen, while the original was vibrant and felt genuine in every like single new innovation it did it was like it was the top of the game at the time like before digital animation took over and all that like yeah but this one feels like it's trying too hard to replicate that vibrancy like it's almost authentically fabricated in a way which is at the same time an insult like a criticism but also a compliment because Asuka yeah, obviously Asuka was there. He understands Cardcaptor Sakura. He understands what it is, but I feel like his old understanding of it is kind of to the new series' own detriment. Like the ED was adorable. I gotta admit, I love that ED for the new series. But like the OVA before it in this first episode, it just doesn't have that same essence, that same magic that I really, really loved about the original clear like uh card capture Sakura. Do you feel like it's uh, more similar to uh, Chihaya Fury than it is to the original? Because um, he directed that as well. No, yeah. Ever since Chihaya Fury, like when he did Ori no Monogatari or whatever, or My Love Story, yeah. like when he got to that and like a bunch of the like uh, episodes he directed, it just seems like since Chihaya Fury he's been going downhill because like he 
that style became his like more modern style in Shihiro Furu. But it doesn't work for card capture soccer, in my opinion. Mm. So yeah, it it does feel more like Chihiro Furu than it does the original card counter Sakura. Like the characters are there, so I'm sure a bunch of people are going to be like, the characters are all the same. Like you know, they're just kind of they're grown up, they're moving on, they're kind of just doing things. It's just it's a sequel. Yeah. So of course it's going to feel like card counter Sakura because it's the same characters, but it isn't the same one. It isn't. I mean, and yeah. I, I I don't think I've seen anyone like repeat what i'm saying now i don't know i haven't looked at it like people like seen what people have said about it i honestly don't know anyone who's seen the original and is watching the new one but card Captor, the original card Captor sucker was just so universal in that no matter when you watched it i feel like everyone it had the same effect on almost everyone a profound impact even like the original card sector when i watched it like in 2011 hit me at such a place in my like high school adolescence that it really well, was it high school or was that junior high? I can't recall actually the time, but it was. It, it probably it, would have been old junior yeah, high. Yeah, junior high. Like, uh, it just. I feel like it defined a lot of my more adult convictions, if I can call myself an adult. <laughs> and this new one just it bothers me, and I don't know if it bothers anyone else, and that bothers me too. I do feel like. Um... So over the years, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff shared about uh, the original Card Captor Sakura. Super good. And yeah, and those those original those scenes that everyone seems to post constantly again and again, the ones that really defines their love for the series. From what I've seen of the new series, it doesn't seem to have have match up at all at, at all. Like yeah, I haven't read Clear Card Hen, but. I just doubt it can reach that same level that the original had with any event it has. And I think that mostly, I, mo I think that, like, whether that comes down to Asuka and the, like, not having most of the original staff, like, having a lot of the people that made it magical, or if it just comes down to the uh, material. Would you say this is just the problem with reboots and that things just end up changing? The thing is, I, I would love if it changed. If Card Capture Sucker or Clear Card Hand was completely different, I feel like I'd be more accepting of it. But, like, go to Euro No Yatterman, go to fucking Gatchaman Crowds. Mm. Those things are completely those... different from the originals. And both of those, well, Euro No Yatterman less so, phenomenal. I, I liked Yatterman Night. No, um... I liked it. No, I liked it too. It's just, uh, you watched all of it, didn't you? I did watch all of it. Yeah. So, come on, some of the middle bits were like, "Come the fuck on." I liked the uh, the only problem that I had was the ending. I I, I didn't. Did like you watch the finished episode the... of that, by the way, or did you? Because like the TV broadcast. I watched the TV broadcast. The TV broadcast is so fucked up. And yeah, like, well, yeah, well, it's because it's because of like how ambitious they were. Because this was like another. Uh, I feel like we say it a lot on Antifod, but that's because it's becoming more and more prevalent in anime. The digital, like the digital generation, the and uh, like yeah. they were so ambitious. Like or, or like early on the first episode, the first episode of Yurinori Ottoman's fucking awesome, and then the last yeah, episode, the time. I feel like could also be that same level. But it's it was complete. Time to be but it was ambitious. it was the worst time to be ambitious because the production was already not doing so hot. But the like the finalized Blu-ray episode with everything done is actually, it is a, uh, it is a profound, <laughs> profound, like a uh, 
technical accomplishment, I'd say. You should definitely, like, get around to just even mm. watching it raw. I don't know if anyone... Yeah, I might it. just watch that last, just specifically that last episode. But then I, I wasn't totally impressed with the narrative. Anyway, um, but... I know neither of yeah, you have seen so... it. I don't know. If anyone wants to, like, comment who's actually seen the original, because... The original... These... The original card capture uh, Sakura. Yeah. I mean, that was mostly what that entire bit was about. It's like, all of it, but you know. We'll see. Dude, clear card hand could be good. It's just that, like, those, those like, lead-up OVAs in the first episode, besides the ED, just, it loses it for me, etc. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it would have been better as, like, a sort of catch from crowd sort of thing, where it's new characters, but the same, the same ideas and the same concepts in the same world mm -hmm. but i but i do think that a large part of what because everyone i've spoken to tells me that they felt that the original card capture sakura ended perfectly yeah there is like, really no need of the series that people talk about when they say oh which ending did you really appreciate people often reference card capture sakura um so it feels i i'm not i've heard from some people that they that they're like Oh no, I'm just not gonna watch this series because I don't, I don't want that ending to be negated. I don't want this story to continue. It's done. So maybe something new would have, mm -hmm. would have really helped. Okay, I have a question for you, Matthew, Matthew Lee and Callum May. Were you gonna say Matthew oh. Lee? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm very tired. How do you spend your lonely, sleepless nights? Um. Is this I about real Oshino uh, Oshigoto? No. Oh. I've been uh, watching <laughs> Robot Wars. I'm just gonna say though, Glenn, real no Oshigoto is probably one of the most illegal shows that I've enjoyed in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Answer my question first, David. Um, what what you what, What's want the from question us? really? What I don't know. I asked you... how do you spend your lonely, sleepless nights? And I said. Watch Robot Wars. I'm not a lonely uh, person. I mean, don't 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 put me in okay, your. How do you spectrum? think I spend my lonely, sleepless nights? Because I'm obviously lonely. On and hentai. Yeah, that's a place. Yeah, I watch anime and masturbate. That is what I do. And I, this is okay. about Rio, Rio no Shigoto. That oh, got me immediately. <laughs> what? I, I, I this know you too well. The, That's too. This is not dangerous. the opening that we want. For I that, mean, so. I mean, it originally wasn't about it, but Matt turned it to it. Dude, God bless. I, I get that. I get. I get what you mean completely. Okay, finally, Drigatsu no Lion got good. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the anime, but I've seen the live action film, so I know. Come on, that's not. Fair. I'm gonna say I know what I'm talking it's about. Not a fair comparison, dude. The live action films are all right. I guess I don't. I don't really know, but you, you said you watch. Whatever. Tell me about. Tell me about it. Why do you enjoy it so much? Because I, dude. I recommended this to everybody before it aired. I don't know why I like it. That's why. That's what I'm worried about. Okay, listen. Okay. We both know it's problematic. We both know that. You. We both know I don't give a fuck. Like, I watch the most problematic stuff, and I'll be like, fucking mommy, daddy. And I'll say some stuff that I probably actually genuinely mean, but you just think I'm joking. And that's okay. I mean, I'm happier that way. I just want to talk about... How one I think of the, the world is better that way. <laughs> one of the animators at Project Number Nine on Twitter posted a oh, pictures of herself yeah. cosplaying Hina because she loves Hina so much. She loves animating Hina so much that like she she is 
animated Hino while dressed as Hino. <laughs> and I think that like that has made me the happiest I could ever be, like seeing that photo and knowing that that's something that happened. Do you know the premise, Callum? Uh, well, there's the the genius at Shogi, and then she's like an upcoming child genius mm -hmm. at Shogi. It's, yeah, it's a teenage shogi master who takes on a nine-year-old girl to be his disciple. But the best character is the... The sister. The ma the sadist girl. Yeah, the sister. She's really good. All the girls are really good. Dude, Callum, I think you'd like it. Yeah, you like, I mean... You like No Game, No Life, dude. No, I don't. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Callum hates I No like, Game, No Life. I like No Game, No Life Zero, the film. No, my fault. I, I don't think any of us like No Game, No Life. I mean, I sort of like I, it. That was the that running much. joke for with us that we everyone in Anyfix hated No Game, No Life. We haven't talked about it in so long. Well, I don't think we need to. I mean, well, I mean, I was going to bring it up with Ishizuka because I felt like she's finally gotten a, like she finally understands composition. Learn how to use colors. Yeah, she she understands oh, well, she understands composition now. <laughs> like she has like improved drastically, and it's. Uh, well, I mean, she finally has an original series as well, so things are kind of like more in her hands. Uh yeah, but, I suppose. But yeah, uh, Nugget Life Zero actually has like a narrative reason for the lighting in the original Nugget Life. It's great. <laughs> that's fucking. That's funny, actually. What? <laughs> I mean, it's not addressed within speech, but you can sit, you, uh, the, you sit there and you watch the world become that aesthetic. The fact that it's, it's addressed in any sort of capacity, though, it's hilarious. Yeah. The, the fact that I could sit there and say, okay, I see, I see what you're doing here. Because the entire New Game Life Zero film looks, I mean, it's got the same character designs and all those things um, mm -hmm. that the TV series has, but it doesn't have that overbearing lighting and all the outlines and things uh, until the very end when stuff happens. I'm looking forward to watching it. Maybe, maybe we can finally say we like No Game No Life. Oh, I'm not saying that. What do you? Well, I mean, saying uh, you like No Game No Life Zero. I know, but that's No Game No Life. The there's a part of um, the film where they go back to the original cast, and that's the worst part of the film. Ah, really? Yeah. I mean, like, just for, like... Because it's kind of... The the film is presented as a story being told by one of the characters. Mm hmm And so, like, it's bookended by these two bits with the original recognisable cast. I was really interested when I saw it wasn't, like, the same people, like, technically. So I'm looking forward to watching it. But back on to Rio no Oshigato. Do we have to? Yeah. I, Is there dude, anything else to say about dude, it? I, I'm, dude, I, I'm. I gotta convince Callum to watch it. Callum, Callum. So the Kono yeah. light novel Gasugoi 2017 contest, and also I think 2016, Rio no Oshigato yeah, won. Yeah, won both of them. Yeah, won both of them. And like people after, ha after people were mistaken by saying that ReZero won last year, they came second to this. Hmm. <laughs> well, the, to be fair, the rankings are like. They're pretty misleading because there's people and then there's choice and like it's more of an advertising thing than a real contest. But oh yeah, yeah. But regardless, like when I saw it win the second time, I was like, must be good. So like, I like looked up digitally and like found like some of the Japanese versions. Like I found like I think the first volume was translated in English first, but then I read like I couldn't stop myself and I think I read up to like volume three in Japanese <laughs> and like, Callum, listen. With every page, I, I've with every that, page. I've... Callum, I was continually struck by the series' complexity, compassion, 
and deeper understanding of the pratfalls of adolescence. And I think you should watch it. Also, it's about a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard it gets better when they start to introduce more characters that aren't that nine-year-old girl. Um, I've heard good things about Volume 3. It's Dude, it's then, honestly super fun. I do think you'd actually like it. It's just one of those series where it's like... It feels like there's a wall between me. And that wall is probably the first, like, six episodes or whatever. That wall is called prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shockingly, when I downloaded it digitally, I didn't get a warning that, like, uh, you shouldn't, like, reprint this. I got a warning that I was going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I was in the United States, so worked out. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm done talking about it, Callum. What, was, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Record of Grand Quest War. Disgusting. Let's talk about Ramen Daisuke Koizumi-san, <laughs> which is a show about ramen <laughs> eating in Tokyo, which is a huge part of, like, Tokyo culture. I should point out. The first episode made me mad because it was it started on rice noodles. Wait, okay. I don't. What's your wait, wait, Callum? All right, all right, all right, Callum. What's your ramen connoisseur? What's your preference in terms of broth or like base soup base? Um, like pork soup base, of course. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I just know like there's miso <laughs> and there's like shiro or something. Oh, uh, I, oh, I, oh, like yeah. I mean, we've had ramen together, Callum, and. Yeah. Yeah, you ordered miso ramen and it was shit. Yeah. Miso ramen is always bad. No, remember that one time I had ramen and the soup just splashed on my shirt and it ruined it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of ramen. <laughs> really? I think you just ate it badly. No, well, like, even in general, I'm not a big fan of noodles. But ramen daisy koizumi makes me hungry for ramen, which is why I sort of love it. Yeah. And it reminds me of the ramen shops in Tokyo, like the fast pace of a lot of them. And also some of them have slow paces too. And it's, I don't, I don't like the fast paced ones though. I, I don't, I don't like I, the I'm rush. not a big fan yeah. of the fast paced ones either, but uh, we said this last episode where like when you watch something that takes place in Tokyo, you normally don't feel the sense of Tokyo. Like I can watch a TV show that takes place in New York and like, feel that oh like this really makes me nostalgic for the city and them being in the ramen shops made me nostalgic for being in tokyo actually it was one of the first times that's ever happened for me and i just like it a lot and one of the characters who is a twin tail girl is just amazing i'm just gonna say that i'll watch it eventually just give me a minute like i i don't like i don't think anyone else watched that show it sets it under the radar show it's so it's so aggravating that no one's watching it because I do think it's one of the best shows going on there's this season right now. Slice, there's a lot of good slice of life. There's Eurocamp, which is Eurocamp is also great. It's really great. Directional debut by some dude. Don't know his name yet. I'll remember it after the show's done. There's fucking there's the ramen show. There's a slow start, which I'm the only one who's watched it so far. It was super good, super well produced. Mitsubushi, Mitsubushi, what was it? Mitsuboshi colors. Mitsuboshi colors. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was cute. That was cute. It was a bit. Yeah, it's I, well, it's kind of Hanamaru Kindergarten. It remind like the designs right reminded me so much of Ichigo Mashimaro. I probably went in with too high of expectations, and I still liked it a lot. But God, it, it just reminded me how much I love Ichigo Mashimaro. <laughs> and also, like, uh, it's about three girls, like just fucking the cop. 
and uh, that's, okay, the, that's the first step. That's the first don't. episode. Wait, oh, well, I mean, not like that. Not like that. No, 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 no. Thank you. Just, uh, destroying capitalism is what I mean. Like, uh, fuck the man, etc. Don't no, uh, no. What? Wait. Not fuck the man. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Let's try it again. I'm gonna stop saying the word fuck now. Yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. When I'm tired, I, I go to the easiest words I can think of, and that is the F word. <laughs> There's also the show, uh, The Other Slice of Life. What was it? It was the one with the girls who were like, who just drink alcohol or whatever. I can't recall the name, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought that was a short show. Is it a short? It I is a think... short. Oh, it is? Oh. Oh, I, at least I think it is. I think it's like half length. Oh, no, it's. it's um... Takunomi, right? Uh, Takunomi, yeah. Yeah, that's um, a short I show. I don't know how long it is. It hasn't aired yet, but. Mm, I'm assuming maybe, I hope at least 15 minutes. Takashi Kashi is coming back as a short show, actually. Yeah, who cares? Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, it's short. Oh, yeah, those are airing in the same block. I forgot. Takashi Kashi and the Tokonomi. Oh, okay. Maybe they're going to split uh, split a 20-minute block. No, that, yeah, that's what they're doing, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so. I I'd I appreciate Takashi Kashi more as a uh, short show. There's a lot of comedy stuff that I'd be like, I prefer this as a short show. Yeah, Takashi Kashi in general just wasn't very funny, though. Oh, you know what show I prefer as a short show, actually? Takagi-san. Fuck you. Okay, hear me out, Glenn. You, you were talking about how Pop Team Epic, you weren't really sure if it could go on, like, the first episode for the next 11 yeah. episodes or however or how long. I don't know if Takagi-san can just stick with her teasing him for 12 episodes or however, like, I mean, 13 episodes. It switches things up a tad. I do. Does I would it? agree. I would agree. Well, yeah. It's it even it, felt repetitive in the first episode already. You know, Matt. Maybe you just have bad taste, and maybe I hate you. Okay. So listen. <laughs> I I think I would say it like it probably is better to read it than to watch it. But I just want to hear. I just want to. I just want to hear Takagi-san, voiced and Nishikata voiced. Okay. There's but, actually, yeah, but like, I don't know. If I this... think that does work better as a short show because because the I, whole dude, thing. I, with I the want twenty minutes of them kids. talking to each other. Okay, just to be okay, okay, okay. That's all right. Very this specific. is just a, this is just a personal selfish reason, and I still think it's a very enjoyable show. Yeah, I mean, mm. I I think I really Callum like the original and artist. Matt are bad people. Well, for wanting it to be short, yes. So we can... Okay, I, I I think I think saying something is a short should be a short show is not like, not a slight against it. It 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 really isn't. I just want it to be full. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be short show racist, sir. All right, since since we let Matt talk about his ramen show, you can talk about Grinsight. Yeah, fucking into I, like, for a moment there, I was like, oh, I'm glad I got to talk about Grinsight. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, recapping in my mind, I talked about Grand Crest and then we'd moved on. But all I'd done is said, I want to uh, talk about it. Anyway, I think it is um, a great uh, return to form for classic fantasy series, which we don't get enough uh... of at all. Do we not get enough of it? I feel like there's at least one I, primary show. At least. I mean, Grand Crest, Grand Crest isn't like Isekai, is, is I guess what you mean. It's, yeah, it's not Isekai, it's... um. But maybe what I'm trying to say is that it's um, kind of European fantasy. Yeah. So, like, it's not inventing its own fantasy, but it's using the elements that we recognize to uh, form a brand new story. 
I mean, don't all high fantasy shows take European medieval、um, elements? Yeah, like dragons, magic, feudal lords. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the even the Isekai show this season does fucking、uh, Death March, which I I haven't read the novels for that, but I read the manga adaptation and.、Uh... Oh God, the trailers are appalling. Okay, okay, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But like, I'm the only person out of、uh, us three that's willing to defend the most trashiest garbage. It is, is. I have Death March. I've got the light novel. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read the light novel. I read the manga, and I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I enjoy most Isekai, mostly because I'm a lonely person, and I like the idea of going to somewhere where I'm more important than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, honestly, like Grand Quest takes more from like D and D fundamentals in my mind. Yeah. At least when thinking of like the original series, like I watched the first episode of Grand Quest, and it's definitely different. And uh. Why the fuck is Shinichi Omata directing it? Please, I don't know, but I'm happy with it. I mean, I I think I don't think he was necessary for the series at all, but I definitely think he elevates、uh, a lot of the scenes. Like, I was looking, like as I always do, I go through it constantly, and I like look at staff and stuff because I usually write about the shows before they air and stuff, and like read the novels, all that. And、mm. one day it updated. And it was like Shinichi Omata, and I'm pretty sure I vomited in my mouth. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" That shouldn't be a negative. It's like it's, I mean, is, Shinichi Omata is so good. And the thing is, it's so different. The Grand Quest is so. Is it? Is it, it is entirely. Did he storyboard from... it? I didn't read the credits. Did he storyboard it? I'm was fairly it sure he storyboarded episode one. Because by the way, Shinichi Omata directed Rakugo. Uh, and Sakurai as well. Yeah, well, yes, most... Sakurai is very popular. Sakurai, it... oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd actually agree with that. It is pretty popular. He, he did the first two episodes and the last episode of Sakurai, and the first two episodes are impeccable. Mostly because I feel like that's when he initially, that's when he initially left Shaft to go to Dean, and that's when a lot of like the,、uh, he was able to free himself from、uh, some more Shaftisms that he had a.、Uh, Kind of acquired there, but he kind of changed those shaftisms enough to turn it into Omataisms, I guess. Yeah, he's a great director, and like Grand Quest, it's like I saw like a million tweets about it. It was just like people watched the first episode and they were like, "What the fuck?" It's like it's not the series that they wanted him to be on. Obviously, people wanted him to have his own original series. It's like Christopher、so、Nolan making a Green Lantern movie. Oh my god. <laughs> I love when really good directors get put on like things you would not expect them to be. Like, I really hope Grand Quest continues because I mean, the first episode I oh, like say... David Fincher directing World War Z two. <laughs> wait, what? That's wait, that's real, yeah. What? Oh, okay. David Fincher, the、that's... director of Gone Girl, Social Network, is、that's... making the sequel to World War Z two. That's not anime. But I, but I know who David Fincher is. So, Fincher. I'm just, I'm just saying, of, as a comparison. No, I, mean, I mean, Fincher is one of the directors I actually care about outside of anime. So, I do care. But I, okay. I like when like good directors get put on weird stuff. But I, I don't know if you have any more to say about Grand Quest. I don't like. It was okay. It was somewhat fun. I, like. I feel like it's kind. Of, I've got kind of the opposite thing where when for sequels especially. Uh, when a sequel doesn't have the original director, I'm usually happy because it's like, oh, they're working on something else. But that might just be because I don't 
generally watch sequels. I, I'm usually satisfied by Grand one Quest season of things. Grand Quest isn't really a sequel to anything. Though. Oh, no, 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 yeah, but um, Grand Quest isn't a sequel, but I'm saying, like, in terms of um, having oh. talented directors move oh, around I see, for I different see. things. Oh, no, yeah, I was, like, I was super upset and super happy at the same time that Matsumoto wasn't on Kekai Sensen anymore. Exactly, because it's like, okay, Kekai Sensen Season 2 probably won't be as great as Season 1. And it still was, it was then, good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, and it's still a pretty good series, like, uh, but then at the same time, we know that she's probably working on something else. I like to see lots of different people take on lots of different ideas. Uh, the thing that makes me the most mad right now is that, um... Uh, Kenshi Nagasaki is still doing My Hero Academia. <sighs> yeah. I feel like he's restrained by the material a lot and producers. Because I do think from Build Fighters, he's a he's talented. But he's my, talented, god, he, my god, he does, my god, he does not display it in My Hero Academia. I'm sorry, My Hero Academia fans. It is a bland, bland production outside of fucking uh, Umakashi. And even he can't make it more... You can't make it more bland than what it is. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. It's Hero Academia. Of course they were going to do a safe production and not let the director or Umakashi really go all out. But whatever. Uh, I feel like we... But yeah, I, I love the framing of Grand Quest and, and uh, everything that uh, Hatakayama or Amato is doing for it. Cool. And yeah, it's it's everything I wanted from this sort of series. Okay, okay. It's it's a story about power and um, power. Yeah, but power. <laughs> it's like you definitely haven't uh, had enough stories about power. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, like um, seeing uh, seeing the main character be so openly manipulated is just great to me. He's the he's the strongest. He is very strong. A lot of but... the girl designs are su- a lot of the girl designs are super hot as well. They they are they like, are very attractive. It, in a way, it's kind of bayonetary, like the uh, the revealing. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, I suppose. Yeah, almost sadistic. All I know is the blonde girl has midriff, and I'm always a fan. Yeah, there's a thing that a lot of people have been pointing out that in the opening of the episode, she says she doesn't like that outfit, but by the end, like a long time after, she's still wearing it. <laughs> Cost money for clothes, man. And I yeah. think, uh, I think at the end of that, that is, uh... It's a floating cape, though. That's basically everything you've seen, and um, everything... Everything I've seen in full. There's yeah. a couple of things that I just stopped partway through. It's like, next next episode we record, like, Dark of the Franks, Koiwa, Omegora no Yoni, yeah. aired. Actually, I think that aired today, um, but... Hakume Tomikachi is one of my big ones. A lot of the series Wait, that the I'm really excited one? about... No, no, um, the one about little people. Oh, the Studio Lurch one? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, High Dive it's gonna be on. Um, I'm, like, a lot of the series that I'm the most excited for are this week, so... Oh, with Studios show as well, Koi wa, like, Ame Gari? That aired today, and I've read the manga for that. I like it a lot. It's, like, it's about a May-December relationship. Uh, from, so like a high school girl and an older guy or vice versa but this time it's the girl the guy is older uh it's not it's not like exploitive it's not disgusting and like i i can't recall the director but basically it's a strong strong 
team who are doing it. I'm Which series is this? Uh, Koiwa, uh, Koiwa Amegura no Yoni. It's That's uh, oh, the wit. oh that Wit Studio one. Yeah, the one with oh all I know about it is the uh, current character designer for Pokemon for the next Pokemon movie. See Truway illustration for it. I find it really weird that the director is uh what's like Ayumu Watanabe, and like this guy before making this he did like Kanjo got flag. So that's like the only other thing I know he's done. And, oh, did he? The only thing I know yeah. him about was like uh, Nanzo no Kanajo X. Like, what was the Mysterious Girlfriend X? Mysterious Girlfriend X, yeah. yeah. That's the only thing I knew him from, but like... No, he did Kanajo go flag. That's... I, I, I'm... Did you finish that, Matt? <laughs> Unfortunately. Dude, you can't tell me it didn't go places. <laughs> <laughs> I, the ending was more ambitious than Evangelion's ending, yeah. that's for sure. Agreed. Speaking of mecha shows, Darren and the Franks, I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited for that as what well. What do you mean, speaking of mecha shows? We were just talking about he, a show about said, high school. He said Evangelion. Oh, okay. Okay, you know, Cal, maybe you should listen uh, to the conversation if you're going to be on Anipon, huh? I, I was listening, I was just... Regardless, that is basically all the winter shows at this point. We'll talk about them next week. We're trying to... We're recording, like... I guess we're recording weekly, I guess, so... Don't say that. If you I mean, say that, we're not going to do it. <laughs> Ivy, hey, I set up two in a row, didn't I? You, you, you did. But, but, and we're, he, we're all here recording two weeks please, in a row. Please don't promise anything. <laughs> oh my god, we didn't even talk about, like, uh, we didn't even talk about the new Fate or Overlord 2 or Seven Deadly Sins 2. <laughs> I mean, the new Fate, Fate hasn't Fate started? aired yet. None of it started, but, like... I'm a Shaft dude, man. I know Overlord everything. came out like a couple of hours ago. Glenn, we didn't even talk about Citrus. Oh my god, no! Citrus is so oh, no. good, actually! Anyway, watch it! You. Watch it! Citrus is pretty good, yeah. Thank you. Thank no, you for watching. I, no, no, fuck, shut the fuck up, Cal. I want no, girls sorry. to fuck girls! It's the only thing that's worthwhile in this stupid world! Nothing else matters! <laughs> fuck! Oh, there, well, there he goes. End the episode!